episode of Gina Tea Party Podcast. Woo! Hey, welcome back. This is Lauren, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Lita and Rudy. Hello. Hey, guys. So how was you guys' week this week? What did you do? Anything fun happen? Um, no, nothing really in particular, but it was just a busy week. Busy, busy week. Oh, how's school going? Uh, it's going pretty good. I got a full course load, and I'm just trying to survive. And, um, but you know what? I'm actually having a pretty good time, though. That's good. Yeah. Did you hear anything weird in class? Mm. Like any weird news your, or anything current your teachers brought up? I mean, nothing of like, nothing fun, really. We've just been talking a little bit about like the impeachment with Trump. Like, you know, just here and there, just like current events and stuff and how it kind of relates to our classes. Mm. Did so. you talk about the coronavirus? Yeah, we actually did bring that up. And we talked about that for a minute and sort of like the different um, case numbers, like how many are in the United States and how many are in, you know, over there. Mm-hmm. Everybody brings up that, that topic. I, all I can think of are the memes. Hey, <laughs> me too. I'm like, I can't even, I feel bad because I know this is terrible. But like, at the Why same time. Why do you have time, to meme that? I know. I'm like, coronavirus. And I'm thinking, hmm, you know, all these memes you see about people. No, I don't drink coronas. I drink modelos and all this stuff. I'm like, oh. My favorite one is like, I got a cure for it, Lyme disease. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It's horrible. Oh, I know. But I love it. But yeah. How about, how about you, Lee? Did you have a good week? Uh, I think so. It's all been a blur. Oh, yeah. Well, it is like the last week of the year of January. Is that what they've been saying? Yeah, it is. Tomorrow's February 1st. Like it's the longest month or something. I don't, it, it felt, felt like, like a whole it, year. Right? Like this month. Because usually, yep. okay, so my birthday's in January and Elvis's birthday's in January. So there's like all these like Elvis shows that I go to, but there's been none for the last two years here. And then I haven't really gone to any like any kind of concerts or anything. So usually I celebrate me all month long but i'm like god this is taking too long <laughs> girl it's too much i'm done i'm too much I'm right too now much right now <laughs> yeah. like they overdid it this year for fast, me fast forward uh, that's funny that is pretty funny that's funny you know i was watching this video on the coronavirus and <laughs> i was like why do they call it this so i, I kind of googled it and apparently it's the type of like bacteria it looks like it's wearing like a little crown so there's like little bumps around it oh and that's why they call it coronavirus like crown corona crown mm-hmm. oh okay that makes sense i was like it's so dumb why didn't they just say crown i don't know but then again people be making jokes like the alcohol oh yeah <laughs> True. crown royal yeah so either way so either way you can't name it anything all comes someone will it. find something <laughs> That's funny. So what are we going to talk about this week, Lauren? What do you got? Oh, okay. how was your week, Lauren? Oh, Thank yeah. you for I'm asking sorry. Lita. I just like, like <laughs> over that. I'm, I'm like, like, okay, I guess we'll just jump whatever. into it. Damn. Don't, don't mind, Lauren. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Your, uh, your topics are like so different and fun that they're I'm sorry. on point. Yeah, hey. and I'm excited. Sorry. But... <laughs> Anyways, let's go back to what um, was your week? My week was pretty good. I I think I'm out of my depression funk, so that's cool. That's good. I'm actually starting to be not like happy, happy, but like, you know, not wanting to cry every day. <laughs> my goodness. You know, that's good. I think that the weather affects yeah. it too. Do you feel kind of gross because of the weather? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if it's like seasonal depression or just normal, but it just comes and goes. Hmm. I can't tell, but it's been a pretty good week for me. Well, you um, know what? I've been that pretty happy good. this week. I actually, I took a week off. Um, if you guys, sorry about you guys, I didn't upload last week. 
or this past week on Monday. I try to upload on Mondays now, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to edit today. I don't want to do any work today. So I didn't, and me and Emily played Borderlands all day. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes so. you do need to do that. You know, take a little bit of time for yourself to sort of just get back and, you know, I don't know, recalibrate, things like that. Yeah, I just, I think I needed a little, a little, little break. A little good. And time. I've been, yeah, a little me time. I've been reading a lot and actually just finished this book. Um, It's so good. It's that book I was telling you about, Lita, The Girls of Paper and Fire. I finally got the title this time. Oh, okay. It's so good. Like, it's like a young, it's supposed to be like a young adult kind of book, like a fantasy type Mm -hmm. of book. But it's written by this, like, um, this, like, Asian lady. She's like a multiracial Asian lady. And the book focuses on sexual assault and having, like, girls deal with that. And it's really great. Oh, it's so good. Like, if you guys like fantasy and stuff, you should really read it. And it's got, like, a little bit of, like, love in it and stuff like that. So it's it's a really great book. I really enjoyed it. I'm yeah, on... so I'm reading it. Do you, remember, a... do you remember who the author is? Natasha Negan, I think her last name is. Oh, okay. Negan, N-G-A-N. I don't know how to say her last name. Oh, what was the, huh. what, what it, was the name of the book again? It looks again? like it's a... Girls of Paper and Fire. Oh, okay. It looks like it's a collab with James Patterson. Yeah, he. I guess he has a, a publishing company. Oh. And he put forth this book. This is her first uh, attempt of a book. And he took a chance on her, I guess. And he like he's like praising it and stuff. Cool. That's definitely so. someone that you want to have backing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lita, I'm just reading it here on goodreads.com. And it says, Girls, uh, Paper and Fire is about what it means to say no to what you don't want. It is about self-love, acceptance, and what it means to set yourself free. It is about power, control, violence, and what advantage one can hold. It is about rape, abuse, friendship, and love, and how one choice can make a difference. Hmm. It's a really good book. I really like it. So I thought that was good. I'm going to start the second one here in a little bit. And then the other day we watched Annihilation on Hulu, me and Antonio. And it's like a cosmic horror and it's a trip. It's like really trippy and it just makes you think. Hmm. I don't know if you would like it, Lita, because it it has like some (laughs) alien-esque vibes to it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I guess the genre of it is cosmic horror, like something from, from not this, like a different realm, not necessarily planet, Terry. It's like a different dimension kind of thing. If there's like some suspense and mystery kind of like, kind of like a whodunit kind of factor in there, then like the trying to figure out the mystery part um, tops the alien portion of it. So it's, <laughs> it's doable for me. But if it's just like, I don't know, aliens, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I'll just fall asleep. I'll put it in and I'll just fall asleep somewhere through through it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I know. I'm an old lady. <clears throat> <laughs> You're an old soul. Mm. You're a classy lady from a different era. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you're old. Oh no, just I'm old. Yeah, vintage. I'm old. You're vintage. <laughs> you're vintage. That's a nice way. That's a nice way to put it. We're we're gonna be vintage. I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. Well, since. Oh, sorry. I wasn't really listening. I was just kidding. Yeah, you don't listen. I was just agreeing. I was like, yeah, yeah. What am I going to say next? I was just thinking of what I was going to say next. My bad. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to call you old. No, it's fine. 
Anyways, so since tomorrow is February 1st, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking, I was like, what kind of topic should we talk about? I want to talk about some kind of lovey-dovey kind of Valentine's-y. Some yucky yucky love stuff. Some yucky love stuff. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll look into murder cases. So what time is it, Rudy? It is true crime time you guessed it yeah mm-hmm. the, the best time the best time i really looked at the time on my yeah, laptop yeah. i know it's like how do you do i'm like <laughs> you look at your um, watch and okay. it says like true crime on it <laughs> <laughs> oh well in case you know you want to know the time lita what time is it it's 8 42 p.m <laughs> Yay! AKA yeah. true crime time. Mountain <laughs> Mountain Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> AKA true crime time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, oh Lord, have mercy. So this week we're gonna be talking about this case that I didn't really hear of. It's pretty recent. Um and it's a pretty short cut and close case, one and done kind of thing. So let's just kind of jump into it. It happened last year in April 2019 in the Bushwick housing apartments in Brooklyn, New York. So Angelina Vale and her boyfriend, Jerry Brown, shared an apartment together with her mother. Angelina was 21 years old and her boyfriend, Mr. Jerry Brown, was 34. So there was a really huge age difference there. But Angelina broke up with him because he was pretty angry and controlling. He was really controlling that he would take her apartment keys from her Every time she would go outside, he would ask her, you know, where is she going and who is she going with? You know, th- that kind of guy. Mm-mm. Oh, no. And he even held her hostage at home at one point and stabbed her in the back of a neck. And oh, they my lived, goodness. And they lived with her mother when yeah. all this stuff? He would wait until her mom leaves to do all of this to her. Oh, but So the final straw for her was when he threatened to burn down the apartment. And he moved the refrigerator in front of the door and turned on the gas stove. Oh, my goodness. And he... Threw threatened to burn the house down. So after she broke it off with him, he told her, if you're not going to be with me, you won't be with anyone. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. So her mother said that she was too afraid to report the abuse to the police, which I think is just, it's just so sad how women are too afraid to report something to the police. And I don't know in this case if it's because they'd be like, oh, you know, they won't believe her or they just don't care because this neighborhood was actually pretty crime ridden. So there was a lot of, it was it, a lot of, I wouldn't say more important crimes, but a lot of different crimes. Like major, I guess, stuff that took precedent or Precedence, whatever. yeah. I just, I thought, I think, you know, it comes from probably like the isolation do you know what I mean? Like, I can't say for sure because I was in this situation and you're just sort of talking about this with me for the first time. But that kind of person could make you feel like no matter what you say, it won't impact the situation. Like, no one's going to believe you or, you, you know, don't matter. you don't matter. Or Yeah, he, pr- he probably just broke her down to where she didn't believe she was, like, worth, worth, anything. Any- worth anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that definitely impacts and, you know, only people that have been in the situation or witnessed it or can really understand because I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, she should have done this or she should have done that. But it's not so simple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, sad. Mm-hmm. So the breakup happened just a few days before she had her good friend Savannah Rivera, who was 20. So they were about the same age. And she was over at her apartment while Angela's 
four-year-old daughter was asleep in the next room. Her ex-boyfriend, the Mr. Jerry Brown, she used to refer to as Mr. 189, stormed and angry. 189? Yeah. If you don't know, the penal codes, 189. You mean 187? Oh, sorry. 187. I always do this. I was like, 189? I'm like, I think I'm low-key dyslexic. There's not even a nine, I mean a seven in there. I know. Oh, I just make up my own numbers. <laughs> Three, six, nine. Damn, you five. Oh, my God. One more time. Ooh, we okay, got to look up our one, eight, nine. Like, Florida's one, eight, That's seven. where it came from. Okay. It's like ingrained oh. in my brain. Okay. So okay. So they call them one, eight, Mr. 187, right? 187 okay. is the penal code for murder. Mm-hmm. So... That's what she used to refer to him as. Like, she'll make Facebook posts. I'll, if you scroll down a little bit, you can see it. He's, like, sitting there without his shirt on. And she's like, my man, though, Mr. 189 himself, I love you. I'm not going to say that word. <laughs> it makes me feel weird. I love you, daddy. Yeah, I don't like the word daddy. I know, daddy. it's kind of creepy. But anyways, so she called him 187, which, you know, I wonder why or how he came to that name. But anyways. Yeah, and he also called himself the Grim Creeper on social media. And that's Savannah Rivera. I'll post her pictures up on our social media so you guys can get picture. So that's her. And that's her friend. Oh, okay. So that's her friend. Her with the curly hair. The curly hair, yeah. Oh. So that night, Mr. Grim Creepa attacked both women with an axe after he stormed in angry. He injured his ex-girlfriend, Angela, and she had severely life-threatening deep gash in the back of her head and cuts on her chest, arms, stomach, and throat. He killed her friend, Savannah Rivera. She was almost decapitated. Some of her fingers were severed, and there were more stab wounds throughout her head and body. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. Somehow, Angela got free and she ran out of the apartment building, flagged down an Uber that was on the streets. And the Uber driver saw the blood and kind of freaked out. And then he called 911. So when the paramedics arrived, she told them what happened. And it was her boyfriend who was responsible. She said her four-year-old daughter was still in the apartment and that her friend needed help. Then she kind of blacked out and went unconscious. She was treated at the hospital for the axe wound to her head, fractured ribs, collapsed lungs, and multiple stab wounds. She will need to undergo surgery to place a plate in her head where portions of her skull used to be. And then she was in a coma for about 10 days and almost didn't survive. And she had to be revived twice. Oh, man. Savannah, unfortunately, was pronounced dead at the scene. But her daughter was found in the next room to the crime scene, sleeping and unharmed. Thank God. The Lord. Oh my goodness. So police arrived at 1.30 a.m. and they found the long-handled axe still bloodied in the building's trash compactor. They suspected that he threw it in the trash chute before he ran. There was an orange price sticker on it and they were able to trace that back to a local hardware store. They interviewed some of the workers and they remembered him when he came into the store two weeks prior to this incident. So it was premeditative, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They said that he asked them if there was a cheaper axe. They said no. Then he asked them to sharpen it for him. They said it was as sharp as it is. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Her mother said that he brought the axe to the house and told him that he was planning to do construction, and that's why he bought it. Hmm. And then they kind of felt a little uneasy about it so he said that if you feel too uncomfortable with it just hide it so she hid it in the closet and he saw where she hid it his mom his axe uh no sir 
Sorry, Angela. Oh. His girlfriend, yeah. Oh, okay. So that same day that this happened, um, he called one of the local TV stations, the WPIX Channel 11, and he gave a short interview it in... In it, he said that he was schizophrenic, bipolar, and paranoid. He said he was trying to get medication from a hospital and that he didn't even remember the attack. He asked how Angela was and learned that she was in critical condition. He then began to cry. So then after the little interview he gave, he turned himself in at 5.30 that evening. He confessed to attacking them and said that he threw the axe and Angela's cell phone in the building incinerator and he washed the blood off his hands before leaving the apartment. He was hospitalized for a psychiatric evaluation at Wickoff Heights Medical Center. He was charged with second-degree murder, attempted murder, assault, and criminal possession of a weapon. Now, there is an issue with the police, so the EMS told the two officers that arrived on the scene about a possibly dead woman upstairs with a four-year-old. The two officers said that the case fell within NYPD's housing jurisdictions. They radioed in assault from the past with possible knife, but they didn't mention the child or the axe or the possible dead woman at the scene. So according to News 4, they made no attempts to do an investigation, clear the scene, or notify a supervisor. So when police supervisors arrived, the officers still didn't share the information the EMS told them. They didn't go upstairs, but remained by the entrance for nearly an hour. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Brooklyn's NYPD is, and especially in this type of neighborhood, and if that plays more into effect of what she was feeling. Like, I can't go really go to the police. I, you know, they won't believe me or they don't care kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's like, you know, how like when, um, because of jurisdictional issues and it's just like a bunch of like BS red tape, because if a crime commit gets committed on the reservation, they call like, the city police the city police say it's the feds yeah and then they like the county and the state police try to get involved but then it's ultimately like tribal and federal jurisdiction because it's on the res you know it's just like a whole just like circle just going in circles yeah it kind of seems like that's the situation here because i just kind of googled it really fast and it says that the housing bureau is responsible for the safety of nearly a half million residents. And I'm getting this off of nyc.gov. And so working in close coordination and partnership with resident patrols, community groups, and development managers. Members of the housing bureau are committed to effectively reducing crime and aggressively targeting violations of other conditions. So it looks like it's like just a separate bureau or section just for the housing development within the NYPD. That's what I'm getting, but I might have to look into it a little bit more. So I kind it's of just like a jurisdictional, yeah, like issue. it's just like for the housing reservation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy how just jurisdiction issues just just mess everything up. Yeah, there's not communication. It didn't seem like they were on the same page. And then maybe, you know, the neighborhood and the incidents that happened there might have impacted them not thinking it was a big deal. Yeah, and the people involved were minorities. Mm-hmm. So maybe that kind of plays into it too. I hope not, but it's fortunately sad, but it's true. It, it like, happens. A lot of cases that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So the two officers involved were both suspended without pay. The male officer submitted his resignation and the female was transferred to Harlem. So the Mr. Green Creeper guy, Jerry Brown, he is being held without bail and is pleading not guilty to the charges and is facing a maximum sentence, prison sentence of 25 years to life. He had a court date earlier in August of 2019, but actually earlier this month in January, he attacked a female corrections officer by throwing feces at her while he was being held at Rikers Island Correctional Facility. Dang. He yeah. sounds like he is. He needs some help. Yeah, he, he flung poo at her. <laughs> Man. So they added four more years on his sentence for harassing a corrections officer, but other than that, there aren't really any more updates on the trial, so we'll just have to, I guess, revisit this later and see what comes up of his sentence and stuff. I'm pretty sure he'll get it. I don't know why he's pleading not guilty. Every Because didn't he confess? He confessed, but he's pleading not guilty. Yeah. Probably for and then, like, but then but then they also stalling. sent him didn't then they send him to get uh what do you call it? Um mental evaluation. Yeah, but mm. he's being held at the correctional facility right now. So, I don't know what his uh evaluation came up as. They haven't released records on it yet. So, we'll see. Oh, I'm guessing maybe he's he's found competent because I would think that they wouldn't send him to a regular correctional facility if he was incompetent. They would hold him in the mental institution, you know. Yeah, but now this guy's record shows that he had 13 previous arrests and served 8 years for attempted murder. In 2002, he shot a person in the chest at a park. In 2017, he was arrested for choking a 23-year-old woman until she passed out. This lady had to be given 25 stitches on her head from a deep cut that she got from him. He was also... That's the same That's the same lady that he choked? Yeah, it's the same lady that uh, he choked. Oh, goodness. And then he was also arrested for, like, possession of stolen property, assault, robbery, burglary. 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 <laughs> burglary. Burglary. <laughs> Burglary. <laughs> burglary. Uh, I just reminds me of a hamburglar. Yeah. I thought of that too. I was going to say that, but. You're all, he, he burgled. He got arrested for burgled. He got arrested <laughs> for burgling. For burglaring. <laughs> okay, Lauren. We'll work on that. After he was released from prison, he returned three times for violating parole. And the last string. Oh, geez. Yeah. The last string of jail visits was only eight months prior to this incident. So I don't know a whole lot about like, you know, uh, like the whole, like not following the laws type of deal. But like, (laughs) don't they have like a three times, like a three strikes you're out rule? So if he violated three times, shouldn't he have gone back to jail or prison uh, or something? California, they have their three strikes and it's felony. So so it wouldn't be misdemeanors or anything like that. And they're actually trying to get rid of that right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like they give excessive prison terms and, you know, they feel like they it impacts minority defendants more than non. Do you know what I mean? Like it's geared towards minority defendants. No. Mm-hmm. Because if they just violate their parole three times, should it just be the same for everyone? Well, that's the problem, though, is everybody being held to the same standard. So are they just kind of skipping over, like, non-minority people when yeah, they do their three yeah, strikes? Yeah, that they're saying they're disproportionately impacts minority defendants. So is the system mm-hmm. correct in that? That's the issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's another topic that we kind of hit lightly on this with, you know, the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but it's 
it's like it's a felony though you know it i, I don't know i don't know i don't know lo- i'm a lot yeah about, like laws i'm just all you do the crime you do the time is my yeah me too my deal you know but it, i guess each case is different yeah. and mm-hmm. everybody comes from different socioeconomic backgrounds so not everybody has the same what it not not benefits but not everybody has the same options so you know i i can kind of see where that impacts minority people a whole lot more than non-minorities but still yeah it's a it's a whole it's 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 a very tight line what am i trying to say fine line yeah it's a very fine line so yeah yeah no so they don't have that in new york so and like i said it's yeah it's just for felony so Hmm. that's interesting so as i was saying a little bit earlier the the apartments around here are pretty crime ridden the year before this there was actually another murder in the apartment of may in the same apartment mm-hmm. so oh. may uh, 2018 two people were killed two days apart from each other and it's still unsolved oh my goodness and then in 2012 a 15 year old was gunned down on the street into that and then later that year an officer almost died when there was like a shootout and then a bullet was lodged behind his right ear so i don't know it's just it's just scary i just can't imagine trying to raise like your children in an area like that where just like Mm -hmm. everything's going down and it's like i don't know it's scary yeah i think i think that definitely scary i'm over here in idaho like oh what (laughs) i know right I don't know. That kind of sounds a lot like Albuquerque. It does. I was just thinking you know? that. <laughs> I mean, I just, the crime has just gone up. Yeah. Like, it seems like dramatically. And it's like, I don't know, every couple days on the news, there's like another shooting and there's a this and there's a that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, um, what, not, not, I don't know if it was this week or the, uh, it was pretty recent though. I read in the headlines that this 14 year old boy shot his cousin. Like his cousin was like 23 or oh 25. He shot him in the head. I guess the mom and the older cousin the the mom and her son which is the older cousin they went to go visit her her family or wherever to a family friend's house i don't know like where they got the they didn't have the whole details on you know where they got the gun and if they were playing around or like if the 14 year old was a thug or a gangbanger or whatever it didn't have any details at all it just said that the 14 year old shot his 20 something year old cousin in the head and the mom found him in an alley Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. And then and then last last week or 2 weeks ago, there was on I-25, there was like traffic came to a standstill and they were rerouting it because um northbound I-25 near like Paseo or that area, Paseo Alameda area, there was like a police involved officer shooting like right off of the freeway. Oh. And there was this guy, I guess his like, there was a car that looked abandoned or something, so a state trooper pulled, I think it was a state trooper, pulled over to check it out to see what was going on. Because, you know, when cars are abandoned on the side of the road or, you know, if you have car trouble and the cars are pulled over, they'll, like, tag it and put a date on it and give you so much amount of time to move your car before they have it towed because it could lead to a potential accident or whatever just being left on the side of the road, especially off of the freeway. Well, I guess this officer went to go check it out, but when he went to go check it out, there was a 
another officer that was going by and he saw this other guy walking like up the road and he had a gun and he pulled out the gun on the first officer that went to go check out the abandoned vehicle and then that's how the shootout started. It didn't really explain much after that but I hadn't really looked back into it but that was like last week I think it was. There's just so much going on now it's just crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's just crazy. I think it's just like bigger cities. There's just crime central, you know. Mm-hmm. Jeez, yada la. Yada la. Can't we just can't we just all get along? It's like, can we all just sit around like we did in preschool and bake a cake filled with rainbows? Oh. <laughs> like no. She doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. It's not gonna happen. She's like, I'm just I'm just filled with a lot of love. <laughs> I just have a lot of emotions. I'm like, it's never going right. to happen, you guys. But we need to have due process and court system and everything and like world that. And world peace. And world peace. I know. I feel like a little <laughs> cynical here. I'm like, no. And never. Well, now it's not going to happen. Never going to happen, you guys. <laughs> and you guys are like, I just want to love each other. Well, we can, but. But we need to lock and load and carry. Yes, hey. we do. I actually do carry a. <laughs> A knife with me everywhere in my purse. It's like a big hunter, like it's like a machete. It's like a butcher my, sh- my oh, sheep. Stop! <laughs> the topic we're talking about. Are you like mom? You never know when you're gonna have cheesecakes. That's why you carry around a knife with you. No, I was like, it's so I can butcher. You never know. Gotta be prepared. Gotta be prepared. Sorry, vegans. Sorry, vegetarians. I'm Navajo. I can't help it. I love mutton. <laughs> you're like, I just want a rushy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Mmm, with the mm, with the tea and blood sausage. Oh, some green chili and tortillas. And tortilla. Mmm. I can't really. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, okay. in an interview with her mother, Miss Jessica Cruz, she says that. Angela remembers bits and pieces, but she knows her daughter did witness the horror of this, unfortunately, her little four-year-old. Oh, no. Maybe not all of it, but enough to, you know. But she is getting therapy to help her, and Angela is having a pretty rough time because Savannah was one of her best friends since childhood, and... She's recover. She's still recovering. She's with family that's out of state right now. So she's got like a lot of like physical therapy ahead of her, definitely. That's yeah. unfortunate about the daughter, you know, having to witness that. Yeah. It's something that's going to impact her. Her whole life. Yeah. And I'm just glad that, you know, yeah. they said that she's getting therapy and everything. And that's really good. I mean, there is hope. Yeah. In an interview with her mom, she said that her daughter, the little girl, says that she remembers daddy, why is daddy stabbing her mom or something like that. And I'm like, oh, Aww. poor little baby. It's so sad. Ah, yadala. Mm. But I got my resources from that news channel, WPIX channel11.com, New York Times, Daily News, Fox News. <laughs> Fox News. <laughs> I looked at you too. I know, I'm like, hmm. New York Post and CNN.com. So that's the case. It's pretty cut and dry. He confessed all there, unfortunately. Man. It's just tragic. He, he, he confessed, but then he's like, I'm taking it back. And he's pleading not guilty. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, there's, a, there's like 
a lot of reasons why someone pleads not guilty even after they've confessed. Did I mention that the girl who he murdered was pregnant? <gasps> no. I thought I mentioned that. Mm. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, guys. She was four months pregnant when this happened. Oh, my And goodness. there's, like, this whole movement online because I think New York passed a law, like, the some kind of abortion law saying that um, the fetus isn't like formed or whatever or actual living thing. No, four weeks. She was four weeks pregnant. Oh, Not okay. four months. Sorry, sorry. Um, That's, if that, to me, it's, it doesn't matter. So like, they're, they're still sad. They're arguing that because of this law that they pass, that he isn't getting the full extent of his punishment because he's not being charged with two murders Just instead one. of the one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but it's sad. She's so young and she was pregnant and she had her whole life ahead of her. But yeah, I hope he gets what he deserves. I'm pretty sure he will. All the evidence is there. I don't know why he's dragging it out. Yeah, and I hope they, um, after, like, it's just so sad with all those cases and that housing, that housing district and stuff like that. It just... Sorry, I got distracted because I heard something in the background. Rudy, there's a pop-up that showed up, and she's like, ah, oh trying to get out of it. <laughs> I was just trying to look around for the New York and the, you know, timeline, I guess, of a fetus. And then this video popped up. I'm like, no, but it, like, wouldn't stop. <laughs> Sorry, Lita. Uh, you may continue. Okay, so I said I was saying that hopefully with with this major incident that happened this time, you know, more recently, it opens up better lines of communication between the NYPD housing district and whoever monitors that area. So there's better communication. So like next time they'll be informed that there was an axe involved and there were all these people involved and there was a minor involved and like you know so they don't have to stand outside the door for like an hour like who knows maybe if they got there sooner her friend would still be alive you know yeah. oh and i just want to also say that i'm on the national domestic violence hotline site the hotline.org and it's a pretty cool website i've just been sort of browsing through it and it has different tabs um get help gives you different resources path to safety you know what to do to help survivors and help for abusive partners and legal help and then it kind of defines what abuse is you know and it kind of gives information why people stay in abusive relationship and then what a healthy relationship is what resources you have and how to get involved to donate your time or sponsor or even work for them and there's a chat now button and what i thought was really cool when you first got on the site it kind of told you that this is going to show up in your history so if you're trying to to get help and you're worried about you know your abuser finding out it gives you options of how to sort of hide it wow yeah and so the number is 1-800-799-7233 and on the site you can actually chat with somebody as well if you don't want to call yeah we'll link the website in our little show notes so you know if you're in a relationship like that or whatever there's resources and you you can get help yeah and we're not just talking about women, we're talking about men, men as well. Mm-hmm. It works both ways. Yes, it does. All right, guys. On that note, happy news. So according to sunnyskies.com with a Z. Guys. <laughs> Skies. In so that's so that's Z U N N Y. Get it? Guys. It's a Z. Oh, Lita. <laughs> I told you I'm old. <laughs> okay. So in Northland, New Zealand, happening. police rescued 
What? New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> Police rescued a kidnapped goat and returned it to safety home. Oh my gosh, Lauren, this is you, Aww. but with like a kidnapped sheep. Lauren Ooh, wouldn't yeah. return it because she would like it. It's all in her bathtub. Oh, Just kidding. You remember those memes about yes, um, that that urban, urban natives? Yeah, butchering. In the, in the tub? In the yes. tub. Oh. Yeah. So they got a hold of the CCTV footage and investigated the situation and they found the property that took Peaches. Aww. Peaches is a goat's name. <laughs> they returned it back to the hotel that it came from and there's a cow on the property named bunter bunter and he had a special bond with peaches because bunter's cow friend passed away a few months prior to meeting peaches he was really depressed and sad and he wouldn't eat and he would just kind of lay around so the hotel said that they heard that goats were good therapy animals so they got one for bunter Mm -hmm. And Peaches and Bunter bonded and she lifted little Bunter's spirits and he was eating and frolicking around again. And now they're reunited because they returned her. Yay. That's awesome. Yay, Peaches and Bunter. (laughs) What kind of goat was, was it like a little goat? I don't know. Oh, it was probably like, I'm picturing like a cute little like cartoon goat. Because I don't think real goats are cute. No? The no. baby goats are cute. Baby yeah, goats baby are ones. cute. Like the ones that like fall over. Are those the ones? No, those are um, <laughs> baby fainted goats. goats. Oh. See, I don't know anything about goats. I used to have a, a baby goat as a pet. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got it from my um, childhood friend at the time. And her grandma gave it to me because he was a little... We thought it was a she at first. She was a little troublemaker. So... <laughs> She's they, a troublemaker for the troublemaker. Just kidding. <laughs> it's a little troublemaker, and the mom um, kind of rejected her. So um, the her grandma was like keeping it inside and feeding it. <laughs> I remember this one time. It was going up to this indoor stove, and it was going to like lick it or whatever. And her grandma whacked it on the head. She's all dot dot hot. <laughs> I laughed oh, so no. hard, <laughs> and then the little girl was like, "Bah." so she's like she she gave the goat to me she's like you want this goat and i was like uh what how old are you i was in my teenage years i was like 16 oh really yeah i was like (laughs) like a little girl or something no i was a teenager i was like uh she's like here take it and i was like okay (laughs) so i i took the goat and i brought it home and what did mom and dad say Oh, I came home and then they're just like, oh, where'd you get this goat from? And (laughs) I was like, oh, what's her name? Grandma gave it to me. And they're like, oh, okay. So I named her Layla. Layla. But turns out it was a boy. Oh. So I named him Mr. Layla. Oh, I remember that. (laughs) Mr. Layla. Mr. Layla. So I had a little baby goat and we'd keep it in the house and we'd take it outside to go to the bathroom and I'd feed it with a little bottle and I'd come home from school and then I would feed it and before I went to work, I would feed it and not work. Went back to school, I would feed it in the morning before I got on a bus. <laughs> yeah, but that I ate some so plastic cool. and it died, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I'm Mr. like finding Layla. out, like, I know you were sad about that. Yeah, I was really yeah. sad because I was really attached to him. Yeah, but he ate, he ate some plastic in it. You know, when they eat plastic, it gets caught in their it, it gets caught it gets oh. caught in their intestines Aww, and it wrapped thing. around it. And yeah, you know, he died. I came back home after school. How come I never knew this about you? I don't know. 
know. It never came up. I hey. guess it didn't. Like, hey, I had a baby goat when I was younger. <laughs> like, the, I, like, where would that have come up? I, I feel like it should have came up in the years sometime. <laughs> so I'm just finding out, like, new things about you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Mr. Layla. But, yeah, that's it. So it's not. Yay. yay. So, <laughs> um, you know, like, during lambing. Well, I don't know if you know, Rudy, but. Like during lambing and goat season, like during the spring and stuff, like there's so many lambs and baby goats. Sometimes it's hard to keep track of to um the ba- which baby goes to the mom. So like as a marker, you take like either yarn or like um a material like printed material, and so the matching like the matching yarn color or the matching material, you would tie it around the like the ankle of the go- of the baby and the mom, so you know those two match up in their pairs, right? Uh-huh. So <laughs> when you're, so my mom, like our mom is so cute. She's just the best. So she was like, here, I have presents for you. So there are these really thin silver bracelets um, that some, somebody was selling somewhere. And so she bought, she bought five. She bought matching because there's five of us kids and one for her. So that way she's like, here, because you're my babies. And they're all matching bracelets. <laughs> So she's like, remember, she's like, when there's little lambs and there's little goats born and you match up the mom to the baby and they either wear the same, she's like, they wear the same color bracelets, meaning like the same color yarn or the same color material Uh print. Oh my God, that is so cute. So she had one and then she gave one bracelet to all of us kids. It's so cute. Oh my God, I'm like almost in tears over here. She is, she's so that is so extra and cute and that is something that i would do for isaiah you would i would i'd be be like oh my gosh you have to wear this that way everybody knows you're mine and he he would i don't know he'd like it but i don't know that that is something i would do i'm like oh that is so adorable like no matter how old you get you're gonna be her her little baby her little lamb so cute i love it But yeah, I think that's all we got this episode. Yeah. It's a super fun. Um, Lita. Yes. What should our Navajo word of the day be? Um, so since our feel good story was about goat, it probably should be goat. Mm-hmm. So our Navajo word of the day is going to be, is it? Which is goat. Say it again. Is it? Is it? You got it really. <laughs> you got, kind of got a really hot <laughs> loogie there. Is it? Really yeah. hot it there. Say it again. Is it? You got, you got to make like, kind of like a, not quite clicking sound, like a, is it, like, I'm trying to think phonetically how you would say, okay, so like, so like if you were to say like click, and you just do like the really hard CL, like, and then you add a G, or not a G, uh, I'm trying to think, it's really hard (laughs) to try to teach Navajo phonetically, is it, so you click, and then you add like a lizard to it, without the D. (laughs) Is it? Lizard. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to go down there someday again, you know, and visit. I'm going to say goat. And they're going to be like, what? What are you saying? What? You don't even know Navajo, girl. Be like, You're on lizard. <laughs> Calling Lita. You said it was a cook lizard. You said it. You totally stared me in the wrong I'm way. all kind of like lizard, but a lizard? <laughs> I feel like I'm just like spitting everywhere. Sorry, Lauren. It's fine. Lauren's like, I'm used to that. And I'm over here with like wet face. <laughs> like, we're, I was trying to learn how to say goat. Is it? Is it? Anyway, just that practice. was a lot of fun though. That's that's something I'm, I'm going to master that. That That's something that I wanted to try more is try to get like words. Speak I, Navajo. You learn how to speak Navajo here? Yeah. 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 
I'm not like super fluent, but I understand it and I can speak like enough to get by. Yeah. But I'm not as as pro as Lita or my mom. Gosh, I can't I'm not even close to my mom. <laughs> I'm like so a cool. one out of ten for my mom. Your like mom a point so five. My I love my mom. She's amazing. She is. Shout out mama. Love Hi, you, mom. mama. Oh yeah. She's so love cute. Mom. Like when she came up here to visit you. Oh yeah. And her, her just like her little face, like she just has like a nice face. You know what I mean? Like it felt so warm. Beauty tip from my oh, mom. Oh yeah. Save your banana peels. Save your banana peels, and when you shower, take it in there with you. Scrape the inside off and use it like a mask. What? It like something in that banana it, the skin collagen. thingy. Yeah, it's, it's like got a collagen in it. It it um, what is it? It helps the elasticity of your skin. So it helps tighten and yeah. it helps like your wrinkles. And she's got like little to no wrinkles on her mm-hmm. face. No, you're like, right. She's got good skin. Yeah, it's it's Navajo women. We just look like young forever. Young forever. But that banana, banana peel, peels. it really worked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says here, one of the, and this is um, on, I just Googled it real fast, but one of the surprising benefits of banana skin on face is the, the ability of the skin in protecting our face from UV attack. Oh. So it improves skin retention towards UV rays. So that's why you don't get sun damage mm-hmm. or anything yep. from mm-hmm. it. It's like sunblock. Are you our, are you our fact checker there, Rudy? <laughs> Yeah, she is. She's a hold on. on. <laughs> Gotta I find out if this banana <laughs> chicken is real. Away. I look like Jessica Fletcher, like on the keyboard. I mean, on the typewriter, but I'm on my laptop. I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm like, why? I want to know. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, and then for the next show, I'm gonna let you guys know like how it went. Try it out. The yeah. Banana peel. So, yeah, so Mama says, Mama says to scrape the stuff <laughs> off the inside the banana peel, and then like work it into like a paste, and then just put it all over mm-hmm. your face and let it sit there. So while you're while you're in the shower, you know, washing your hair and conditioning and washing the rest of your body and whatever um, whatever grooming stuff you do in the shower, do all of that. And then <laughs> at the end of the shower, rinse that stuff off your face and then wash, oh and my then gosh, wash your face so as normal. We should have a Mama Says, mama says. like segment. Mama like says. your mama and my mama. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it at the end of every episode. Mama Says. Shemachin. <laughs> yeah, we'll title Shemachin. it. Shemachin. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this when she came over to visit me and I went to go take a shower and I looked down and I was like why is there banana peel in here who brought who's eating bananas in my shower and then I came out and I was like who ate a banana in there and then my mom's like oh that's mine and then she told me about it and I was like oh <laughs> Wow, Lauren, Lauren who's eating in the shower? Why are you like you're bananas? like the shower police. Yeah. <laughs> Get bananas in my shower. This ain't Donkey Kong. Look on it. Oh, Lauren's like, who's trying to take me out? Like, banana pill. Oh my god. See a little, all, little shell comes girl, I can't me see. Like Mario Kart. I can't see with my glasses. <gasps> it's bad enough I might step on shampoo, conditioner, or soap. Don't add banana peel. Exactly. <laughs> Now you gotta work about slipping on a banana peel. <laughs> Girl, trying to Donkey Kong me. <laughs> oh, oh wait, wait. You gotta tell one more mama story before we go. Remember with your um your dry shampoo? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I got it. So <laughs> she was using my my vanity and I use dry shampoo because I have colored hair, so I only I wash my hair like once to twice a week. 
So I dry shampoo is a must for me because I don't like to be a grease ball. And she has really cool hair, so it's, I can see. It's teal. It's tealish. It's faded, and then, though. But no, it and then at one though. time it was purple, and a time before that it was green. And so, yeah, so it's not like just your regular whatever natural match your hair tone color. Like she dyes it like bright colors. Yeah. So um, I use dry shampoo. So my mom was over there using my vanity, getting ready, putting her little hair, turquoise hair pins in her hair and curling her hair and everything. And then she's all, she picks up one of my cans. She's like, I'm going to use this, okay? And I was like, okay. And she's all, <laughs> no, she's no, all. No, wait, wait, wait. She's all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she keeps going. <laughs> like five minutes of aerosol. <laughs> She's like, Lauren, something's wrong with your hairspray. She's like, it's not holding it. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't use hairspray. And then I look at the can. I was like, Mom, that's my dry shampoo. <laughs> She's like, what is this? I was like, you just used my whole can of Batiste dry shampoo. <laughs> It's good thing her hair is already white, otherwise you would see all that. Powder. I know. It would have been all powder. She's, oh my gosh, she's so cute. Mom, you used all my dry shampoo. <laughs> and then my mom was like, What's that? <laughs> oh man, I was in the other room and I just heard them going uh, back and forth and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> And then so uh, so then we had funny. to educate her on dry shampoo. So yeah, that was funny. <laughs> all right. So that's it, guys. That's all we got. Thank you so much for sticking around this far. Y'all are just amazing. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any recommendations on what topics we should talk about next, let us know. Slide into our DMs. We got a Facebook and Instagram. So. You can post some memes on our Facebook page if you want. Or if you have any stories, shoot us an email. And we just want to interact more with you guys. And we love getting them. So follow us. And don't pe- don't steal people's goats, okay? <laughs> Even for mutton. Hey. Yeah, because you don't know how valuable that goat is to somebody. Yeah, it could or be s- a peaches to a bunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're breaking up a family and, you know, dissolving a bond. And try try the banana peel mask. Yeah, try it with us. And I'm going to do it, and I'll let you guys know how how it goes. I think I'm going to do it, like, twice. And I might make Isaiah do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to do it too. And read the labels on cans before you spray yourself with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Till next time. I'm going it. I'm going it.